sharing wisdom and speaking truth, this is the IPHC Leadership Cast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the IPHC Leadership Cast. My name is Garrett Magby and today I am sitting with Joe Delport, the Regional Director of South Africa uh, here in the IPHC uh, Ministries with World Missions. And uh, just wanted to say hello to you, first of all, and welcome. And we're really, really glad to have you on the podcast today. Well, thank you, Garrett. It's a privilege and a real honor to be here with you today and appreciate this opportunity. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, now I want to ask you while we've got you, and of course, you're uh, uh, traveling all over the place. So mm-hmm. um, it's, first of all, a, a privilege to be able to grab you while you're here in the States. And, yeah. Um, but uh, wanted to ask you to give us a little bit of background on you. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell our listeners, uh, of course, um, uh, your background and then also how the Lord brought you into the ministry and kind of leading up to, to where you are now. Well, it's, uh, it's a long story in a way, but um, maybe it'll encourage somebody else. Um, you know, we, we were born and raised in Zimbabwe in Africa, both Maggie, my wife, and I. And, and we've uh, seen the Lord do some great, you know, great things in our lives over a period of time. Um, we actually got saved in a Pentecostal holiness church in, in Zimbabwe. And, and we thank God for missionaries that have been there before us, uh, brother and sister Lamar uh, uh, Pate uh, were there and, uh, you know, planted churches. And, and so we had the privilege of being saved in one of those churches. And, and God's just done a lot of good things. You know, God called us to ministry. We attended Reynard Bonke's crusade at one time. And, oh, yeah. and God, uh, you know, spoke to me very distinctly about, uh, or, you know, the calling of God upon our lives. And, and so from there, you know, we... Uh, we attended Holmes Bible College um, yes. in the 80s and, and then went back as missionaries you know, to Zimbabwe for a period of 14 years and uh, served there for that period of time. And um, in the process of all that, God you know, kind of directed me to go to Mozambique in the central region, south, uh, northern region. And um, we started the work there, so very successful. And, uh, it was just, you know, a difficult time during that period of time. Um, Mozambique had come through 17 years of civil war, and wow. and I actually went into Mozambique uh, during the last three years of that war, and and just, you know, connected with people, and uh, we had a lot of uh, people, leaders, you know, that eventually became leaders, uh, come out of these refugee areas that we visited and ministered to, and. Mm-hmm. So over the years, we've had a great success in Mozambique, especially in that area. And then in 2002, I was asked to serve as regional director for Southern Africa, and that uh, entailed for us to, to move to South Africa. Yeah. And uh, we've been there about 15 years. About 15 years. That's yeah. incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. Now, now, let me ask you, uh, when you, because you came over and, and uh, went to Holmes Bible College. Yes. Uh, and then from there, you got called back into the ministry yes. uh, in the South African region. And, yeah. and uh, what was that? What was that? Was it at the Reinhard Bonnke Crusade that you started feeling that calling, or was it um, was it after Holmes Bible College that the Lord had just been speaking to you in, in prayer times? Or um, it was actually, you know, the, the calling of God was so profound mm-hmm. um, in our lives at at the in the uh, Bonnke's Crusade originally. Um, that was a real 
changing point. It was just like two years after we got saved, and yeah. and it was a profound time in our lives. And and so God, you know, we realized we needed um, some form of, of training and so on, and, and that is why the Lord opened the door for us to come to homes. Okay. And then um, the calling of God was still upon our lives. I, I'll never forget that. And uh, so, you know, through the process of finishing and, and graduating from homes, we we applied to World Missions uh, to be missionaries, you know. So. That's amazing. So it's just been a great, you know, journey. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've seen so much and and I've just been so thankful for for the IPHC, you know, that, that we've been able to be a part of it uh, for nearly 30 years now, you know. That's amazing, <laughs> so. I tell you what, yeah. You, yeah. you all are lifers, that's, that's what it's exactly, all about. Exactly, yeah. yeah, so. Now, let me ask you, uh, in, in South Africa, mm-hmm. um, uh, of course, you said you went there for the last three years of the Civil War. And, and that was uh, in Mozambique, yeah. That was Mozambique. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, in, in areas like that, when you go to mm-hmm. areas like that, or um, just in, in the South African region, yes. uh, what are some of the, the challenges that you face there in ministering or trying to reach the different people groups? Uh, but also, yeah. um, in addition to that, uh, kind of tagged on with that question is, what are some of the um, uh, effective ways mm-hmm. that you found to reach those people groups? Well, um, you know, most, as you know, most of the African countries um, speak multiple languages. You know, South Africa alone has 13 different languages spoken. Yeah. And um, so um, it's kind of, I guess, not as as difficult as it used to be many years ago where missionaries had to learn languages. Um, we use a lot of interpreters today because obviously there's so many different languages spoken, so yeah. it's it's just easier to do that unless you live in a country that there's primarily one language. And um, but each you know culture is different in its way, and so over the years I've found uh, the the way to really influence leaders um, or to grow the church primarily um, is through training programs. Um, I head up a program called Advanced School of Ministry. Um, what is Kursum in, in, the, in the Spanish region. And, uh, but um, been doing that for quite a number of years, uh, probably close to 20 years, I guess. And where we take it to different countries, um, you know, I find that, um, you know, a leader is in a village, a pastor is in, or, or, you know, a leader is in a village probably, and God calls him to full-time ministry as a pastor. And, um, some of these countries, you know, they probably only have standard five education. Yeah, and yeah. so, you know, there's no opportunities. And because of financial restraints and various things, they're not able to complete their education. But yet God is calling them. Um, and, 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 you know, we really want to equip those leaders, uh, no matter where they are. And so sometimes they'll never have that opportunity. So we come alongside them. Uh, with advanced training, and uh, we'll go to these countries for two weeks at a time, uh, you know, do three subjects at a time, uh, just to empower them. And and sometimes they come there, you know, feeling so uh, inadequate and feeling that they're not qualified. But but yes, we we trying our best to to equip them. And you know, after they finish their course, uh, after five years, they they get a diploma. You know, so. Yeah. It's a great achievement for them, and it really puts them on a different level. So, uh, getting back to your question, um, you know, we we use that as a tool that has really been very effective. Um, 
and I'm not saying people are not uned, uh, are not educated uh, today in South Africa in particular. Yeah. Um, you know, the whole scope has changed, and and we have tremendous leaders. I mean, you know, we have uh, young people going to university, and and you know becoming doctors and lawyers and those kind, and we have them in our churches which is a great asset for the church oh yes so there's a there's a big variation in where you go you know if you go to mozambique there's you know totally a different uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, type of of ministry out there yeah so so you know and and i've found over the time garrett you know um you know, we've always been used to and exposed to uh, mass evangelism, and, and that has its place. Yes. But I keep telling people I, I still believe that the most effective way uh, to reach people is one-on-one -on -one because mm -hmm. you, you disciple them, you invest in them. And I, I know I realize uh, you can't, you know, do it to thousands of people at one time, but, but it's there where... And I think that investment is so good. I try and invest in leaders and, and you know, just raise up Timothys in my life, yeah. uh, which I believe is going to be a, you know, a future uh, uh, achievement that, that will bless the church in, the, in you know, in its, its manner. So. Absolutely. Well, and, and if you think about it, the, the structure initially even that, that Jesus brought when mm. he set up his, his 12 disciples yes. is, is that same personal relationship, yeah. that one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. You know, it's much easier to pour into the lives of, of a smaller group of people, yes. but then look what that smaller group yeah. can turn into. Yeah. You know, just same mm -hmm. same type of concept. Absolutely. And uh, I think it's important because mass evangelism mm. is very important, like you mentioned, mm. uh, but I think it's important not to um, ignore the other the other type of type evangelism, of, yes. yeah. uh, which is why mm -hmm. in a lot of areas, uh, you know, you've seen house churches becoming a yes. huge, mm -hmm. uh, huge ministry, movement, yeah. huge movement, mm -hmm. um, uh, a huge way to disciple, especially areas that, uh, let's say, are not friendly to the church yeah. or things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's that idea of you get a smaller group of people, you pour into them with yes. the, the love of Jesus, mm -hmm. with relationship building, and then also with discipling. Exactly. Uh, once they come to the know, mm -hmm. know the Lord. Yeah. And that ministry can be yeah. as effective mm -hmm. or, or even more effective yes. uh, depending on the area. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a wonderful, wonderful, yeah. uh, uh, let's say, uh, an effective and successful way to mm -hmm. do things. And um, I want to ask you, in, in that, when, mm -hmm. uh, when this started developing, was there a time that you, uh, that the Lord put on your heart that maybe doing a kind of a, a training type uh, mm -hmm. equipping was the, the focus that you, you wanted to have, or when did that come about? Well, I think, uh, you know, when, when you realize the need that there is, mm -hmm. um, I try and evaluate the need in, in the country that I go to. You know, it's on different levels, and, right. and so we, we try and evaluate that. Um, you know, the material we teach to, on what level do you teach that, you know, for them to, to be able to understand better. Um, so, so that is a, a major factor. And then, of course, we use programs from other, um, you know, facilitators that, uh, you know, not just particularly our, our own uh, training materials, but there are so, there's so much out there now, oh, yeah. you know. And then, of course, um, as I said earlier on, you, you, you know, you kind of um, sometimes struggle with, with language barriers. Mm -hmm. You know, when I go to Malawi, some of those leaders that come, uh, well, in Malawi, we have to, get it interpreted to do every <laughs> single class. So, so yeah. you know, you're doubling up on time, really. Mm -hmm. And so it becomes quite um, demanding on the leaders, you know, because you have an interpreter that sometimes interprets 
three people or three subjects a day. Yeah. You know, so we try and, depending on, on the, um, you know, how qualified they are to right, interpret, right. you know. Yeah. But um, so those, you know, are the things that, that we find. And, um, but there is something else that I've, I've realized over the period of time, Garrett, is the fact that, um, you know, South Africa, we, we had, I mean, so many missionaries at one time. Um, I don't know, maybe 30 couples or whatever, I'm, I'm, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, over a period of years, obviously, things have changed. I mean, the, the whole um, mission scenario is really changing. Yeah. And so uh, we've come to a place right now uh, where Maggie and I are the only missionaries in Southern Africa. I mean, you're talking about six countries. Yeah. At the moment, you know, uh, things have now changed again as far as the um, structure is concerned. Mm -hmm. But, um, and you know, we have Ernest and Cheryl Turner. Ernest was over the whole of Africa, so, so they were concentrating on, on other areas as well. But I... I I, I sought the Lord one day about 10 years ago and I said, Lord, um, why aren't we having any more missionaries? I mean, you know, I'm not saying we're the only ones doing the work. I mean, we have tremendous leaders and we network with these leaders and we have a great relationship with them. Yeah. But um, also we, we felt, you know, obviously the more hands you have, the better you can be equipped and equip people. Yeah. And so over a period of time, and I prayed to the Lord and I said, Lord, you know, I really need to know why we're not. And the, the Holy Spirit spoke to me so distinctly. And he said, this is a time for Africa to arise. And I said, wow, you know, I guess I really didn't think about it in that manner, you know. Yeah. And so it's, it's just continually birthing something fresh in my spirit because, you know, I'm not that young anymore. And I realize there might come a day when I'll, I'll retire, which I will obviously, but... But again, if we can start investing in letting Africa becoming a sending continent or some of those countries, yes. at least we're already in South Africa, uh, the national leaders are already preparing leaders. We got one uh, leader that they support in Madagascar and they got one uh, of their leaders in, in uh, Swaziland mm -hmm. doing a tremendous work. So, so it's slowly evolving. You know, the mission, the whole mission's emphasis has always been American missionaries yeah. And when you speak to your national missionaries, it's like, well, can I be a missionary? <laughs> well, you know, if God calls you in the midnight hour, yeah. you know, and uh, God is preparing leaders. Um, our leaders in Africa have now set up a, what they call a, a, F, a IPHC, uh, um, you know, Africa committee, uh, where they get together as leaders and, and, you know, project for the future and see how they can be more involved in ministry or, or promoting the ministry. And there's just so great things happening. And, and I'm excited because I believe there is a sort of a paradigm shift that's taking place oh, yeah. for the future, you know. Well, and I think that uh, we had an opportunity to talk with uh, uh, one of the leaders uh, mm. from Africa, uh, Joel Debitsway, mm, who, yes. was, uh, who was telling us the same, saying the same mm. thing. And he was saying, mm. uh, you know, we feel like it's, it's, it's time that we, we start Pouring into yes. our our own country, exactly. you know, pouring in, and mm -hmm. and he 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 made the comment that the uh, American missionaries had poured in for a uh, hundred yes. years mm -hmm. um, into his area specifically, and, and what right. he was involved in, mm -hmm. and uh, and so it goes along perfectly with what you're saying is that that mentality of hey, now that it's been established, now mm -hmm. that the ministry has been established, yes. churches have been established, mm -hmm. let's raise up leaders within our country, exactly. within our community, yeah. and and then reach. Mm -hmm. Our neighbors, you know, exactly, and I think that's so yeah. that's so powerful because mm -hmm. uh, uh, when you start doing that, 
yeah. then some of those language barriers or some mm -hmm. of those uh, oh, yeah. culture gaps start to shrink. Shrink, absolutely, yes. Yes. absolutely. And also, uh, Joel DeBitz, who, who I work with very closely, yes. uh, mentioned to me also the other day, he said, Joe, and you know what, what's going to happen? We're going to fund our own work. That's you know, amazing. we've yeah. received, as you were saying, we've received so not, not just missionaries and, and personnel and, and various other things, but financially, we need to get to a place of, of now uh, funding our own work, you know, yeah. and, and even as far as missions is concerned. And I believe they can do that. Absolutely. It's yeah. coming. And, and I, those are things that are, you know, the investment over the years, uh, you know, we hear about missionaries, you know, uh, that originally came to Africa and India and various places carrying their caskets in the, on the ships, you know, because they were never anticipating of coming back. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, you know, uh, those <laughs> are the sacrifices they made. And so look where we are today. We have to build on, on what they had invested in those countries. You oh, know? yeah. Well, and, and that's the other thing is, is as that process has been taking place, uh, it, I think that's the perfect word for it is mm. building. Yes. Uh, because they started a work. They mm. started, a, a, you know, of course, the calling that God had on their life. They yes. started that process. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, the, the ministry itself mm -hmm. wasn't just their lifetime. It was yes. many lifetimes. Oh, and, absolutely. And continual building on, yes. on that foundation yeah. and, and mm -hmm. you know, uh, the structure that continued to develop. Exactly. I think it's so wonderful the, the, the way that the church across the entire globe mm. is developing. Oh, absolutely. Uh, because there were times where, you know, you did have to do some pretty uh, mm -hmm. pretty nitty-gritty things to get into areas, exactly. you know, travel different yeah. places. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that travel is one of mm. the, uh, the things that uh, I've heard mentioned is, is yeah. a, a, a problem in certain areas oh, just absolutely. because it's more expensive to travel yes. uh, within, mm -hmm. you know, one African uh, area to another. To another, uh, yeah. More so than it is to come to America, you Yeah, know? it's true, expense-wise and yeah, all that, yeah. yeah. But those things can be, as, as it continues mm -hmm. to develop and, oh, and yeah. process, can be overcome, yeah. It is absolutely. really that way. So, and, and you know, um, just the fact that, um, you know, we, are, we have so many resources now. You know, I, I, I said to somebody the other day, I remember when fax machines first came out. I mean, it was <laughs> yeah. like, this is a new revelation to us, you know. And, and, you know, we couldn't figure this out. Well, they're obsolete now, you know, yeah. just about anyway. <laughs> and so communication, everybody's using WhatsApp, you know, and, and those kind of things. It's become so easy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and we need to utilize, you know, those, these resources we have at hand, you know. Oh, you're absolutely right. And I, I just talked with uh, uh, Lou Shirey um, mm. not that long ago, and he was making the comment that, uh, you know, there, there have been uh, some major times mm -hmm. uh, in history where a, a great awakening has happened yes. in the church. Mm -hmm. uh, one of those times was the construction of roads, you know, when the gospel exactly. was able to yes. to uh, uh, spread even quicker mm -hmm. because of the, the road construction. That's true. Uh, another one was the printing press, wow. you know, when, when uh, the Bible was able to be mass, mass produced. produced. And, yeah. and he said, you know, I, I really think that there's another great awakening mm -hmm. that's beginning or has already started, but we haven't seen the full spectrum, yes. which is through the power of, of uh, communication through oh, the absolutely. internet and, and you know, yes. phone apps mm -hmm. and things like that. I think it's absolutely right that communication, yeah. now that it's so easily accessible, mm. uh, you can communicate with leaders all over South oh, Africa, but also yeah. in the U.S. Mm -hmm. and, and you guys can come together and, and, and mm -hmm. other, other leaders can come together. Yeah. And next thing you know, the church is growing exponentially at exactly. a rate we haven't yeah. seen before. Yeah. So. Can I just use an illustration? I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I go to Mozambique and, 
and I go to a village where there's no electricity and there's no uh, running water and, and those kind of things, but yes. everybody's got a cell phone. <laughs> you know, and I'm thinking, how in the world do you even charge a cell phone? Well, yeah. Pastor, you know what we do? This man next door, he's got a car battery and we take out a phone there and you get there and you'll find, you know, five or six, you know, uh, cell phones being charged off the car off the car battery and you know <laughs> once a week he might go to the little town and have it recharged and you know yeah. he charges them so much oh, and I'm yeah. thinking you know I mean the creativity there is in it but the 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 fact that they still have that tool yes. to be able to communicate it's it's amazing you know it is amazing yeah and that's something that's always blown my mind a little yeah. bit is that you have some of these uh uh, fairly primitive areas where mm. there isn't w the running yeah. water, things like that. But then you have a cell phone in everybody's hand, and, and I've always wondered, like, how exactly does do that they work? Do they do all this? <laughs> <laughs> you but, know, so yeah. it's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. Well, we're uh, about out of time, but I want to okay. ask, do you have any uh, final thoughts or things that the Lord has put on your heart that you'd like to share with the listeners of the Leadership Cast? Well, you know, um, I know some people are saying the time for maybe American missionaries are over and, you know, you hear those kind of things. But, mm -hmm. but I still believe, Garrett, that, that God calls people and yes. there is a place for everybody. I'm not saying, you know, IPXC suddenly closes the doors to missions. That will never happen. <laughs> right. It's just a matter of, of, you know, the urgency. And, and I do see a, a tremendous change coming, you know, as far as uh, new missionaries coming on board and we're excited about that. So there's great hope for the future. And I, I believe that we're going to say, as you say, a, a total revival taking place, uh, basically a new awakening in Africa that, that we're going to see great things happening and uh, people are going to be blessed and, and receive Christ through the availability of people and the, you know, just the sincerity of people as yeah. God calls them, you know. Absolutely. So uh, the journey hasn't ended yet. You know, we, we are still <laughs> going forward. So we praise God for that. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, Joe, thank you so much for talking with us today and being on the program. Well, and, thank uh, you. And it's been a, a great honor to, to be able to, to grab, <laughs> grab you while we have you here. Well, thank you. I, I really appreciate it. And thank you for this opportunity, Garrett. And Absolutely. we trust you'll be blessed as well. We are. Thank, thank you, so you so much. Thank you so much. God bless. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this edition of the IPHC Leadership Cast. For more information on the Leadership Cast and other church-related resources, please visit www.iphc.org.